the end of this podcast we will see you next week <laughs> that that folks was supposed to be a uh, sound check for Ramdas's microphone and um, now we have a very otherworldly sound check more like a meditation to start our podcast so this is Ramdas here and now I'm Raghu Marcus. Hi, Ramdas. Hello, Raghu. Hi. Um, and hello, uh, hello Raghu. Hello, Raghu. <laughs> hello, Raghu. Hello. Hey, Raghu. <laughs> um, Raghu, Raghu. Hey. Yeah. We're uh, we're spanning the, the United States. Yeah, but I'll I'll speak loud because yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I can hear you from Hawaii. Yeah. 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 I heard Hawaii wants to go independent. By the way, they may not allow you to live there anymore, but uh, we'll see what happens. That'll that'll be like Trump. Yeah, it's supposed to go independent. They're saying Hawaii is going to. Uh, there, there's something oh, going on. You must be reading about it, but hopefully yeah. they'll, they'll let you stay there. I think they like you. Oh, well, they would like to stay here. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I've been reading. Uh, we just talked before. Uh, Larry Brilliant. Everybody, Larry Brilliant, who's part of our satsang, and uh, Larry has. Uh, I think many people know who Larry is, and the work that he has done. Uh, uh, the most famous thing, of course, curing, helping to cure, uh, to get rid of smallpox around the world, starting in India, and uh, and the work he's done more recently with uh, uh, that he's doing now with Jeff Skoll, uh, getting after pandemics and so on. This has been Larry's life work. He just put a book together, and I I just told Ramdas, so I've been reading it, and of course he tells his whole story uh, of meeting Maharaji in India due to his wife's perseverance and it's it brought me right back into that moment I was just saying I'm I'm like completely in Kenchi in that moment it's just uh, so it's quite a book by the way uh, and you uh, just go up to Amazon and pre-order that okay that's a little kick for for Larry it's called sometime brilliant and you read it? Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Oh, I'm halfway through it, and I I, I feel the same, and wonderfully wonderfully written as well. Okay, so that's yeah. br- this show is brought to you by the Larry Brilliant, sometimes brilliant book on Harper One. Um, so I I uh, in thinking about I wanted to chat with you a cu- about a couple of things. You have no idea either. 
<laughs> I'm going to surprise you. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about, you talk a lot uh, over the years about imagination, right? A f certainly a, an important topic, imagination, which is a lot of how you uh, really inform people to create a relationship with the guru. So I found some a couple of things I just wanted to read to you that uh, are quite amazing because they really parallel what, what you usually say about it, which, which we'll have you say. Everything and all experiences have their starting point in imagination. The computer you are staring at was at one point an image in someone's mind. The building you are sitting in was first created in someone's imagination. The contract you just wrote for your client began in your imagination. The fight you had with your boss or partner, you created it in your imagination. The activities of the imagination are what drive our world. As Albert Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. Also called the yeah. faculty of imagining, imagination is our ability to form new pictures and sensations that are not perceived through the physical senses of sight, hearing, taste, feeling, or touch. The word imagination comes from the Latin word imaginari, which means to picture oneself. And depending on how you use it, your imagination can either empower or hinder you because your imagination creates your reality. Regrettably, many of us have been directed away from consciously using our imagination. We have been told that imagination, listen to this, right, is nothing more than fantasy and has no place in our real world. We have yeah. been taught that imagination is only for those in the creative fields or children. Yet your imagination is always operating. You are utilizing the faculty of imagination on a continual basis to explore and create situations and experiences. Within your imagination, everything is possible and there are no limits. As French philosopher Jean-Jacques Rousseau said, the world of reality has its limits. The world of imagination is boundless. <laughs> How great is that? Great. Yeah. Why don't you talk about it, though, in, in terms of um, how you do talk about it, helping people, connecting with their deepest inside, their guru, whatever we want to call it. Well, the spiritual world is created from the, our imagination. I, I, I remember that a, a fellow came up to me and said, you, you speak to your dead guru. I said, yeah. He said, that's your imagination. He was sort of putting it down. And I said, yeah.
And when I want to speak to Maharaji, first of all, I, I feel the presence. That means that he's here. And then, then I go into my imagination to talk to him. He's, he's always there in my imagination. Yeah. Somebody says, talking to him in your imagination? You're, you're imagining that, aha, uh -huh, no, it's just a, a different plane of consciousness. Mm -hmm. I imagine I imagine spiritual things. But I don't do them in, I don't imagine. They are in the imagination. It's not an act of my, me. It's a communication uh, interaction. You mean a communication? So you you, what I think you're saying is. You, actually, the way that you're communicating is you're creating a uh, an image in your mind. Of Maharaji, in this case, who you're communicating with, and that on the plane of, uh, on that plane of consciousness, he actually opens up to communicate with you on that plane. Is that? My is that uh, yep. what you're saying? Yeah. So and that's the communication because that's my own experience of it. Is that uh, I don't do you actually when you, first of all you say first I feel the presence. You said before. What? Let's talk about that for a second. Meaning you settle down your mind and body. Yeah. It's um. It's thick, like the air is thick. And I think many people feel that presence. It's like you you uh, in a dark room, and you feel somebody's in there. Mm -hmm. Just a presence. In my own practice, 
how I get to the feeling like I'm alone in a dark room and suddenly I feel a presence is by because in this case of course it's we're talking about communicating with the guru or the inner guru right? and it doesn't whoever that is to you communicating with god uh and it's so putting an image and in our case it would be an image of maharaji and once i feel settled enough and there is that presence that you're speaking of and then I through that image I I feel comfortable hanging out and talking to him and not feeling yeah right I mean, that's a, that's pretty much what you're talking about in terms of of, of yeah. using the imagination so there is a methodology I guess that's what I'm trying to get to of, of, you have to sit and just quiet. I mean, I have to quiet myself, or I'm not feeling any presence, obviously. Um, and then, uh, and then I like the image of being in a dark room because for me, it's like being surrounded by just a quietness. And and then, once that happens, that it's a, a landscape from which I can use my imagination to connect with Maharaji. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Here's a here's another uh, an interesting. Um, I found this book in Rishikesh of all places. It's a book of different uh, shamanistic things. I just thought, wow, this is interesting. I wonder why I'm buying it. So here here's this: among all the forces of the human soul, imagination is perhaps the least explored, given that it relates to the construction of the entire body, and it's, and in particular of the brain and nerves. It seems there, therefore not only to be the link for and the basis of all the subtle forces of the soul, but also the knot of the relationships between bo mind and body. I thought that was really excellent too, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just think, and for pragmatists, or we call them Buddhists, actually, pragmatists. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite, uh, who might poo-poo the whole imagination thing. What do you have to say to them? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> I just think, though, that um, in terms of uh, many people are scared of this, right? They're scared of, or, or the stuff uh, happening. My, my wife had this incredible experience in India and she came back, she's doing all these practices and she's like uh, thinking and things are happening to her. But she's saying, I don't know if it's my mind or my imagination in a way that's not, that's fantasy. 
it's easy for people to get caught in this thing, right? So how how can we have some trust around this? How do we get some trust around it? That we're not bullshitting ourselves. Faith. Faith, 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 faith. Uh, I, I I think bullshitting, looking at things as bullshit is very much mind. Mm. And just go into the experience and then and then register within your in your deepest deepest place and that that gives you the the differentiation Yeah. Mm. You're great. Yeah, I I hear my inner voice say there's something wrong here or there's something it's it's bullshit. But then No, this is real. Real doesn't mean the scientific real. Real means that and imagination can, I can, really speak to Maharaji. He really does speak to me. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, interesting. Because <laughs> the, the second thing I had to talk about, you already you brought it up, how prescient of you, was faith. Remember in India, we used to, and Ramesh is, uh, is there visiting Ramdas right now, working on a new book. And uh, we would sit around, and all of a sudden Ramdas decided to get into a mantra. I'm reminding you faith, no fear. Faith, no fear. You remember that? Yep. So. Okay, so my little admission, I mean, back then with Maharaji, every, not every day, I don't want to be too dramatic, but a lot of the time, I was so in fear of, he's going to kick me out of here, right? I'm gone, because huh. I'm a shit. There's no way that I could possibly stay here. And uh, yeah. to this day, I still, this still, you know, mind warp still sometimes goes on. You know, with uh, if I'm entertaining thoughts in any way, 
thinking that they're real at all. There's still that fear. And, and so, and if you remember this story, fear, because thinking, uh, back then, it was just that mirror was so drastic to see the, I mean, your first experience with Maharaji, right? When he told them the story of your mom and, and, and all of that, and and then you had these horrible thoughts, oh my God, if he knows that, he knows everything, and he just had so e this uh, complete um, unconditional love. But even with that, there was still the th there was still that place in in us. I think not just me. I think everybody's involved of of feeling like I'm I'm just bad. <laughs> That's all there is to it. And then one day uh, we sat in front of Maharaji by his office, and uh, Ramdas, you were feeling bad. You were feeling so impure. You said, Maharaji. I am so impure. That's terrible. And you were like, you know, even tears coming. And Maharaji, he looked at you and he went, huh? What are you talking about? I let you peel potatoes in the kitchen, don't I? And that was about, you're good because uh, Westerners are considered to be untouchables and nobody in any ashram would ever let Westerners peel potatoes. It wouldn't happen except with Maharaji, right? So, and he was saying, "Of course you're yeah. good. How could you be doing that with that?" So, but I, there was another incident hmm. when I said I was an impure, and he said, "Stand up." Then he said, circle around. Yeah. And he, he was looking and looking and looking my up and down. <laughs> I don't see any impurities. <laughs> you checked out. So with all of this, so how do we do uh, this whole thing of faith, fear and faith? How do we deal with this? Is that even today, you know, this, uh, well, of course this all has to do with, in any way, identifying with mind. Of course, but fear is still fear, and it's a, it's a guttural kind of a thing, and, and very difficult. How do you deal with it? Are you still dealing with it? Fear is, is the ego. And I, I deal with it if it's a fearful image. I think, what am I doing here? I'm feeling, um, wow, I'm clean. Mm. because of me. And then I said, well, I'll solve this one. And I get down to 
the the heart and the heart is is the doorway to the soul and then the the soul looks at all the thoughts yeah that thought is not going to get me to God. Then it, my, because I'm in the soul, I'm loving everything. Then I'll just love it. I love it. I love that thought. I used to say, I love it to death, but I, uh, that's not good for the soul. Why not? Just love it. Just love it. <laughs> because uh, I think anything negative hurts the soul. And I'm not going to hurt my soul. Just love then, it. Yeah. Sorry. Just love it. Hmm? Yeah, just, just love, love it. it. Just love it. Yeah, no, I was going, and I was, I, I have to say, you know, because I'm thinking of myself, just love it. There's, of course, just love the thought. And, yeah. Allow it to evaporate and not have a grip. Yeah. And then there's loving the incarnation that came in with all of these uh, issues and karma and suffering and attachment and on and on and on. Just uh, honoring that and, and loving that and, and it is what it is. That's a very difficult yep. place to get to. It's all karma. Mm. Mm. But I think that's necessary. Uh, in terms of faith, uh, actually there's a great thing in, in Larry's book, I don't have it in front of me, where he, he says something like, uh, doubt is just part of the journey of faith. It's not a bad thing. It's just human and it's part of what we are. And that's yeah. the way in which we can love ourselves and say, "Okay, this is just part of yeah. of what's the, yeah, of this unraveling of karma." One can have faith yeah. in that. That's for sure. Um. By the way, uh, I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the podcast, but uh, the reason we're doing not the only reason. I mean, I love just hanging out with you, but the this is there's a commemoration here this is the 100th podcast of yours holy man yeah <laughs> me introducing your talks or you and i hanging out whatever it is 100 isn't that something over the last maybe two years and change something like that 
Uh, how, how did I did I did I speak that much? <laughs> well, we have five decades. We ought to be able to get a hundred talks out of it. <laughs> uh, pretty amazing, though. Huh? Congratulations. You too. God knows what will we do. Uh, um, so the the last thing I wanted to uh, just talk about for a second. Do you know who uh, Mingyur Rinpoche is? The, his story. He's a f- youngish lama who who came from. Um, he was one of a family of Rinpoches who, and their father was a very famous uh, Rinpoche. If it wasn't Tok, Toku Urgen, I think. Um, so he, you know, he came from sort of a privileged life in the way that he was set up in a monastery, and people took care of him, and he was fed, and he taught, and all of this. And then one day he decided, this is not. I need to go and just be on my own and go out in the world without any thing. T- you know. So he went off as a hermit. And he didn't tell anybody where he was going. And he was in India. and he st- I think he was started in Benares or I think he ended up uh, there for a while. Oh, yeah, at the train station he got super sick. And he he had been in a life of so much comfort that he really, this was all new to him, living on the streets with beggars and sadhus and doing that whole trip and then going in caves and so on. He finally made it to the Himalayas, but he almost died, I believe, in the train station in Benares. And he spent two years doing this and uh, eventually had a, a very enlightening experience. And he came back and he did, a, he did a video of it. But what, and he talked about the whole trip. It's just fantastic, actually. And, um, at the very end of it, the advice he gives is, is he said, all I could say to you is, I wake up every day and I, I find something, I'm thankful, I have gratitude. That's what to do, wake up and have thankfulness for you've been given this body, whatever it may be to, to, to be in this life, whatever it may be, the smallest thing to the biggest thing. And it just struck me, this, this idea of being grateful for so many things. How, how does this operate in your, own, in your own life? And talk about gratitude. I've had a... Um Tough time with gratitude because it seems like it seems like it's a psychological thing, and usually doesn't. It's spiritual meaning. Uh, he's using it spiritually, yeah. but I, I as look at gratitude. To Maharaji, that's boy. If, if I 
say that I'm having trouble with gratitude, he'll get after me. I'm, I'm, it's a troubling thing in me because it's, it's in our psyche and not in our soul, I don't, I don't think. But I realize that I'm kind of nutty about that. <laughs> Oh, well, you got to explain it a little further. I, how? Uh, let's take a a, a real time. I mean, a a direct thing to talk about in terms of. Let's say, I say, I I I have a difficult time with it too. That's why I was so taken by this thing with <laughs> me and your of it. You know, more new age babble shit. You know, be gratitude, grateful. Jeez. But then when I heard it, and he's so real and, and, and obviously uh, deeply, deeply connected being, I, I thought, okay. And also, by the way, I also went getting older and how the preciousness of everything. And I, I actually started with, I had, okay, I'm really grateful to ha- know so many people, like from the days in India, that... I'm still so close to. I just went to this uh, Bandara in Massachusetts for Maharaji and hadn't seen people there. I hadn't been there in a long time, so some people I hadn't seen in 20, easily 20, 30 years. And to have that moment be present no matter what is such a staggering thing. So I actually thought, wow, I'm so, I am really thankful for that. Okay, so that's a real world. What, what's your take on that? I mean, I actually felt it sincerely, so I was com- I'm was i completely cool with whatever. <laughs> you know, I knew it was real for me. I was happy. Thankful. I think it's real, but it, it is, it's your psyche. It's coming from the psyche? Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 I don't think it comes from the soul. Thankfulness. Really? Well, I have to disagree in that moment. I, I, I was not feeling any duality, subject, object. There was no reason I was uh, saying it. It just came to me. I just felt great that I had this large community of people so deeply connected in this lifetime, yeah. I, f- I felt great. Yeah, yeah. So I did not, I did not feel it was something coming out of my brain. Uh, I, I know I'm good at motives, <laughs> and I didn't feel like it was anything coming out of my brain that had any idea of needing to um, to be acknowledged because I was thinking that or anything like that. It was a moment. I was just in a moment of, wow. All these people, yeah. So that to me is soul. How is that not soul? Yeah. And you saying, you said, Maharaji, you said, I'm thankful I met Maharaji, right? 
I mean, certainly that can be said in a, I'm thankful I met you. How about that? Without you, I wouldn't have met Maharaji. I'm very thankful that I have said that. Other people have said that to me too, and I take it directly from their soul. (laughs) Okay. All right. Do I win? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The, the moment in Massachusetts was soul. Okay. That's it. But now it's acknowledgement. It's acknowledgement from from you. And, and now it may be, oh, my God, maybe it's my psyche. <laughs> I was waiting for this acknowledgement. Oh, God. This is so great, Hank. So great hanging out with you today. How about... Um, Talk about soul. Can we do a little, uh, um, little meditation around? I, like I say, I was in this book with Larry and Bing and Kenshi and back in the day, and his his incredible descriptions of the details of hanging out with Maharaji. I was just in that space. Uh, so, how about a continuation of that a little meditation um, uh, in our podcast here? By the way, on the Be Here Now Network, Ramdas's Here and Now podcast that I introduce, and uh, happy to be with you. Happy to be with you. So, so, is in us and the soul is another plane of consciousness you don't notice it Now, you get into the soul from the heart. The soul It's coming from God. Coming from the one, therefore it, it has love in it, compassion. Peace, joy, consciousness, 
that's what you and I are. That's what you and I are. Deep in the, deep in the, in the soul, we have what the Hindus call the Atman. That is a combination of the one, the guru, and the and the soul. I'm sorry, the self. Self. Oh boy. Inside the the the, the soul. It's all love. It's all love. Your love. I'm love. My wheelchair is love. My, the, the, the building I'm sitting in is love. Computers that we communicate with is love is love. It means everything has uh, everything is manifestation. Manifest from love, from the one. Just love, just love, just love. You're, you're swimming in the ocean of love. Joy. 
because you are identified with your soul and with that identification then you recognize other people as souls And the soul feels compassion and love. Directing me to my soul because I'm, I, my soul loves everybody.
and tells the truth. It's just wonderful to be in your soul, to be in that perception. The universe is just love. The stars are love. All of it, all of it, all of it. And you are love. You are Thank you, Ramdas. I am thankful for today. Going back to gratitude, this is a purely <laughs> thankful moment for me, okay? I am thankful to hang out with you like this in this space, in, in our soul pod. And I'm thankful for that soul pod that happened in Massachusetts, and I'm thankful for this moment. And, uh, yeah. And right now, right now, we are talking soul to soul. Yeah. For our hundredth episode of Ramdas Here and Now. One hundred. Unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for today. Really, I do appreciate you taking time to hang out with me. And uh, so, namaste. 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 Great.